Father, as we come to this time, I just pray your presence upon us now. Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us. Open our hearts to receive what you have to say to us, our minds to understand, our spirits to acknowledge and obey what you say, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. Now, Jill said, which side should I stand on? So I said, on the right. The woman's always right, isn't it? So that's it. Um, Before we get on to what we want to speak about this morning, which is what is God saying to the church, thoughts, or it should be some thoughts from the BLG, I need to say thank you to many of you, to most of you in this room, actually. I mean, yeah, to Mark and Chris for leading while we were away um, and doing it so wonderfully well. For Chris sending out the weekly emails, I think I should just leave these things all in place. Hey, we should just do that and you can carry on. So for Mark, Bob, and Andy for preaching while we were were away as well. For Cliff doing the video production and uploading to YouTube and the website, doing that was a steep learning curve for him, taking that on. For all the teams that just continue to serve while while we were away, the setup teams, the, the worship teams, the AV team, the refreshments team, all of that, to Rach as well for holding the fort at Grow Baby without Jill there, and uh, you know, it's, it's demanding, because even while we were away, Jill was still getting text messages coming through, and phone calls coming through, and just left them, and let them listen to the message, just said, I'm away, you know, get hold of Rach, but uh, some of them were persistent, had called three or four times, but um, it was good, so just say thank you, and then also to our trustees, I want to say thank you to our trustees. Um, it's Mark and <coughs> sorry Ray and Marty, and then myself. I'm on the trustees, but for giving us the extra time to be away. Um, so I just want to say thank you to all of you guys. So yeah, give yourselves a round of applause. You all deserve it. Um, and it was just like it enabled us to go and actually have a holiday, go and do what we needed to do. We did have a wonderful holiday. Um, Stephen lived with us during COVID, so we missed him after 18 months of not seeing him. So it was really wonderful to be in the beautiful city of Cape Town. It's very different from the rest of South Africa. And to see his life, to meet his friends, to know what he's doing, and just to be with him. So it was a real joy. And um, everyone knows how I love swimming and how I was desperate to swim outdoors in sunshine. And this is the pool on the roof terrace of the apartment in which he stayed with the famous Table Mountain of Cape Town in the background. Not a bad place to start our holiday. So we had a really, really, really lovely time with Stephen. The, the reason we went at this time, because it was Mark's mom's death that prompted all of this, was his brother was already coming out from America at this time and taking the family to the beautiful Drakensberg Mountains and um, they are exquisite. It's just beautiful. It's so peaceful. It's so beautiful. And we were able to join them and be with the family. And um, Mark's dad died, as you probably have heard a few times, when he was 16. So his brother was 18 and his sister was 12. And after that, there was no money for holidays. So this is actually the first time since then that Michael and Mark and Viv have actually been on a holiday together. So it was such a joy to see them together. The Fissers are great card-playing people. There wasn't any cheating, I don't no, think. No, no just no, checking. None of so it was, it was just lovely. And then, you know, we left South Africa. I was 50. 
when I did. So we've got so many friends. And it was just lovely to be able to catch up with some and, and be with them and spend time with them. And then the funeral. And it, it, was, it was hard. It, it was really hard. But um, there were so many people there. Mom was just, I think she ran the village most of her life. And there were so many people. She was involved in so many things. And family is huge. And they were all there. And we even had friends of ours who didn't even know Mom, who came to the funeral just to support us. So it was a really, really precious time. So thank you, thank you that we could do that. So last Monday, we flew from Durban to Johannesburg and then got on a plane from Johannesburg via Frankfurt back to Heathrow. And we arrived at 7.40 on Tuesday morning at Heathrow. And by 7.55, we were outside with our baggage, with everything, gone through everything. And the people that were coming to pick us up, we couldn't find them because they had gone off for coffee expecting us to take so much longer. But we got hold of them. And we were a bit disappointed. There was only just two of them to come and greet us, not the whole tribe to come and welcome us. No, I'm just joking. But uh, <laughs> that was, yeah, that happened when we were in Malawi. Often that would happen if we flew away. A bunch of people would come to meet you at the airport. But it was very common then. But no, so it was We were good. so grateful to Marty and Aiden because yes, I could barely yeah. stand up. I was so tired. Yeah. So thank you, Marty and Aiden, and please tell Aiden thank you so much for driving us back because yeah, Jill was exhausted on the from being on the plane, um, and then yeah had to get in, do some quick washing, unpack, repack, and uh, five o'clock on Wednesday morning we got up to head off to Nottingham for the Vineyard Leaders Gathering. Um, we had a the the Senior Pastors Day on Wednesday, um, and it was just great to get up there and see a whole bunch of friends and people that you don't get to see that often, but when the leadership team gets or draws us together, because we do have Zoom meetings, the, the, the senior pastors lead with the, meet with the leadership team of the Vineyard UK and Ireland on Zoom at least once a term, and you, you get to catch up with some people and see people, but it was just great to get together there and to be in uh, Trent Vineyard, it's, it's an amazing building, and just incredible people serving us and blessing us. Um, and we got up there and we had some, some teachings. Um, we had a wonderful meal. Um, they, every table got a, a roast a pork with crackling on it. And there were eight people to a table. There were only seven on ours. But the problem was there were four South African men yes. on it. That was the problem. But no, there was enough food to go around. We got incredibly blessed. And just amazing times of teaching from John Wright from um, Ed Stetzer and from Steve Nicholson. It was deeply touching. It was great. And just that, that was just our time for the senior pastors. And we were empowered, we were encouraged, we were envisioned, and we came away totally blessed. I mean, Jill was actually ready to come home after that um, because she was just so full and missing the rest of you. Um, <clears throat> so, and then the team came up as well. We got to meet with them, not all of them. Some of them only came up the next day. But uh, it was great having a team there. And it's the largest team we've ever taken up to, to the uh, Vineyard Leaders Gathering. And it was good having you guys with us. And so we just want to share what we received from the Senior Pastors Day. We're not going to talk about what happened um, the rest of the time. Um, we'll get a chance for that another day. So um, we started off with John Wright, our National Director. And he's just the most gentle, generous, godly, wise man. 
And he just acknowledged and affirmed the churches, all the churches, for the way we've held on to our faith in these last couple of years, in all the turmoil and all the tragedy that we faced. COVID, with its losses and isolation, the economic crisis we're facing, the upheavals in politics, the war in Europe and now in Sudan, and the strikes that are still causing disruptions. He spoke of the number of churches where people have not come back and the mental health issues that have come to the fore because of all that we've been through. For those of us who are still there, standing firm, sharing God's love, and serving our communities, he said, well done, good and faithful servants. And we, Mark and I, want to say to our family of grace, well done, good and faithful servants. And thanks for sticking with us when it was tough and for still being here and not falling away. We love you. We value you. And we're so proud of how you have grown in your love for the Lord and for one another. So thank you, because without you, we wouldn't have a church. Yeah, so it was a wonderful day of three, three lots of teachings. We only just speak on, from two of them. Um, Steve Nicholson said that there, things are stirring. God is on the move. It feels like it's an underground fire that's spreading. And actually, when we were up in the Drakensberg, we went up to the top of Sani Pass, which is this incredible drive. You've got to go in a 4x4, and you go into Lesotho, the highest um, kingdom nation in the world. It's got the average mean uh, height is, is the highest in the world. Um, it's got the highest low point in the world. And we went into a little church there. Um, we were going to send a picture back to Jan and say, this is where God's calling us to go and work there, but uh, no. Um, and we met the pastor, and he spoke about the cultural things of uh, Lesotho. And they live in Rondalville's round huts. They only have one door in it, no windows, and it's thatched very differently from most traditional thatching. But their floor, they put down stones all around on the floor, and in the center they leave a part that's open, and they make a fire there. And on that, they can put their pots and they cook and do everything. But that fire then spreads, the heat from that fire spreads throughout all the stones under the, the rondavel, under the roundhouse, and it heats up the whole house. And Steve Nicholson said, there's a stirring. There's that. And I just felt it was something like that. There's something happening, but it's going out. It's spreading out. It's spreading out from that. It feels like an underground fire that's spreading. And that's just the, the amazing picture that I've got, because we've been there just a, you know, a couple of weeks beforehand. He said there's a hunger for the presence of God, and those who hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled, Scripture tells us. He reminded us that when the church was birthed, it was seen as countercultural. And today, especially in the Western world, the church is once more being seen as countercultural, as our culture moves further and further away from biblical norms. We're seeing it in everyday life, moving further and further away from the biblical norms that most of us, here, especially the older ones, that grew up with, where it was normal to have the Bible read at school, to sing hymns, to have assemblies where God was acknowledged. It's not the norm anymore, unless you're in a wonderful school like this, you know, which is great. Um, as believers in the early church were persecuted and jailed for their beliefs and killed, 
We need to prepare for persecution and even jail once again. In the Western world, we know it happens in the communist countries. We know it happens in the Muslim nations. We know that. It's happening. It's been happening for years. But it's going to be happening here. We need to prepare for that. In Roman times, the Christians were thrown to the lions to entertain the masses. Fortunately, we will be spared that type of punishment. But there's always the possibility that we could be jailed for what we believe and stand for. And we've seen persecution of companies and, uh, and people that have stood against having to been asked to do something that goes against their beliefs, and they're being persecuted. So times are changing and have changed. He reminds us that the church has always been at its best when it is on the outside looking in. But it's not all doom and gloom. There's a re-emphasis on the work of the Holy Spirit, and there's a real need for this. Steve encouraged us to facilitate Holy Spirit ministry in our churches, and we want to stand up and say we're doing it. We are doing it. We are so grateful for the training that Bob and Yvonne did with a bunch of us um, in preparation for being on Team Jackie a couple of months ago, and it's overflowed into the life of the church, and it's affected all of you, every one of you, and it's infected you as well, because you're seeing it demonstrated, you're seeing it happening, and then you understand you can do it too. Even if you didn't do the training, you can still have words, you can still operate in the gifts of the Spirit. So it's wonderful. It's overflowed into the life of Grace Vineyard. And we've been so encouraged to see so many of you moving in the gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit in our, in our meetings, in our Sunday morning times, as well as our midweek connect groups. And we're all benefiting from this. And God is getting the glory. And it's as John Wimber said, everyone gets to play. And that's what's so important. It's for all of us, every one of us has it. And we want to see people being set free from emotional baggage, depression, anxiety, fear, all the things that bind us from living in the fullness that God has created for us. God has created us to live in the fullness of life. We need to see deliverance ministries operating in our church. Steve reminded us of that. Many people, when they hear the word deliverance, feel afraid or anxious that they wouldn't know what to do. And I think there are many people that are like that. And until you've experienced and done it and realized the authority and the power that we have as believers, as sons and daughters of the living God, it's not scary. We can all do it. It's not about people yelling at demons, as some might think, but it is using the authority Jesus has given us to set the captives free. Je um, Ed, Espin was Ed Espinosa said, the devil's not deaf. We don't have to shout at him. Yeah, when it comes to dealing with the demonic and deliverance, the devil's not deaf. Speak with the authority that we have. We are in a spiritual war. We have to prepare for wartime. Um, I think Michael's the only one here that would have experienced wartime in the UK when Second World War. He was a young, young boy back then. But for those that have read about it, looked at it, seen it, Britain prepared for war, and people lived differently, heightened attention to detail of what's going on, and paying attention to everything. We need to be like that. We are in a time of war, and we need to be equipped to live in this time of war. And deliverance is one of those things that God is calling us to do in this time of warfare.
Steve also emphasized the importance of prayer and fasting at this crucial time. He was encouraging churches to do away with prayer teams standing at the back and encouraging churches to break out and have everyone praying. And again, we wanted to leap up and say, we're doing it, we're doing it, we're doing it. That's us. Thank you to all of you who step out in faith and R-I-S-K, the vineyard word that spells faith, wherever we meet. Our prayer meetings are so full, I hope it's not just Mark's marvelous breakfast, but I mean, we can barely fit everyone in. And, and we so appreciate you getting up early on those Saturday mornings to come and join us in prayer. I know it's a sacrifice, but isn't God worth sacrificing for? Just one Saturday morning a month to get out of bed, come and pray, join us. If you've never been, may I encourage you to make the effort and come. It's such a powerful time, and you're missing out if you don't hear what God is saying to us as a church. We don't come with prayer requests, bringing God our shopping lists. We get that time for our personal prayer on Sunday mornings in our groups, in our home groups, around the tables, during the ministry time. When we come to our prayer meetings, we come and we wait and we listen and we let God speak instead of us always telling him. And he always does, usually about three full scat pages of leading and guiding and encouraging that has helped us to follow him more closely. It's such a precious time in his presence, and we're going to need it even more as we face more and more challenges as followers of Christ. And then a spiritual discipline that Mark and I practice every Wednesday is fasting. And I think we've been remiss in not emphasizing enough to you the importance of fasting, but have left it to your own conscience. Please can we encourage you to begin a habit of fasting in some form or another. It's a sacrifice to discipline yourselves and give that time to the Lord. It's so important. And Jesus, when casting out a demon that the disciples couldn't, said that such a spirit only came out by prayer and fasting. That was from Mark 9 and verse 29. And fasting was something that Jesus did regularly. He didn't say, if you fast, if you pray. Remember, he said, when you pray, when you fast. So we should be doing it. And please seek counsel from your doctor if you have any medical conditions as to what type of fast you can undertake. Don't just throw up your hands and go, oh, well, I've got a medical condition, I can't fast. Yes, you can, but do it the right way. And then even if you're pregnant, you should not be fasting, but there are things that you can give up and use that time and that sacrifice to the Lord to be in his presence. And um, I think we could do some teaching on this, if this would help. Yeah, we were reminded as a church... As, as church leaders, we are to train up an army of ordinary people to do extraordinary things. We are an army of ordinary people who are equipped to do extraordinary things. Each one of us is equipped to do extraordinary things. If you listen to the Holy Spirit, hear what he's saying, you can do what he tells you to do.
And I mean, we'll get on to it, the um, Jordan saying, and try. You know, that we spoke about try. That will come up as we look further at, at some of the teachings. Um, now, we haven't touched on what Ed Stetzer said, but will do at another time. Um, he's an amazing teacher. He just speaks so quickly. Uh, you, you don't catch everything at once. It's something you need to listen to more than once. Um, so we just looked at just two of them, what uh, John said and, and what Steve said. At that. But we had such an amazing time um, together with these teachings, just input. And we just appreciate that the vineyard does that for us, that they set a time aside for those of us who are leading and giving and teaching and training and they come and give into us. And so it's, it's just wonderful. There, there were so many good ta- teachings throughout the time. And if you didn't watch any of them, um, because they were online, there were a number of, all the main sessions were online, Thursday and Friday. And I know many of you work, and you couldn't just take time out to do that. Um, there are some of them that are up on the Vineyard UK and Ireland um, website. You can look at it there. But you get the whole uh, yeah, it's on YouTube, on YouTube, on the YouTube channel. You can get the, but it's whatever, the whole meeting. So you might need to just fast forward if you just want the teaching, but you'll see the worship. And enjoy the worship as well, because you'll get to hear some of the songs, the newer songs that are coming out. Um, so we're going to be looking at some of those other teachings. As I said, we've got a leaders meeting this coming Sunday, and we're going to talk through how we work this into the life of the church, all that we've learned from the team that was with us. What are the important things? What do you think God is saying to us? What are we to, what are we to, to emphasize over these next couple of weeks? So we've been blessed and strengthened and encouraged by what God has said to us at the VLG, not just the, the Senior Pastors Day, but throughout the whole VLG. And I just hope that some of what we've said has stirred in you. And I know we normally have questions, and today's no different. We have got some questions. <laughs> two, <laughs> two questions, anything. So what has stirred you about what God is saying to the church? Okay, and then <clears throat> what do you think God is saying to you? And there was one that we were trying to get the wording for it. So I'm going to try and say it. Like, Are there areas in your life that you don't feel you are equipped to operate in listening to the Holy Spirit or operating the gifts of the Holy Spirit, are there areas in your life that you feel ill-equipped and you would like to be equipped in those areas So, would need teaching or training? If you've got something like that, write it down and then give it to us so that we can, we can look at it as a leadership team and um, discuss it. Also, you can, you can share some of those things on the table and then lastly, pray for one another. Okay, so... Thank you. I trust that this has inspired you. Those of you that were at the VLG, you can speak to guys around your table and share things there as well of what stirred in you uh, apart from what was happening out. Thank you to those of you that are online. Um, We say goodbye to you now.